Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm your host, Andrew Brandt. The music you hear is from my son, Sam Brandt, music producer for so many, including this podcast. We're able to produce by one Brian Neal, and it's a Brandt's Rants edition of the Business of Sports. I've got three topics. I talk to some NFL, of course, but I also want to talk on an NHL issue, a hockey issue, and then check back into college sports on a couple of things that have gone on recently. But first, a word from DraftKings, and then I'm going to tell you about the webinar I'm hosting tonight. First, a word from DraftKings. It's that time of year, college football season. It is right around the corner. And to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, you know them, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's putting players in the center of the action $200 in free bets if you bet $1 or more on any football game, any college game. That's right. All new players, $200 in free bets once you place a bet on of $1 on any college football game, no matter what. So head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions, daily odds. See what they're offering. It's safe, secure, and reliable. You get your money at your convenience. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS. Receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code ROSS, R-S-S. Get your free $200. Free bets instantly for a limited time only. DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers apply. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, before I get to the rants, and I'm going <laughs> to hit you with this one last time, probably bef- at the end of the podcast as well, but tonight, I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon, August 17th, 8 p.m. tonight. You'll Those of you who get this right when it comes out this afternoon, you'll hear about it. If you haven't already, I'm going to put it in the show notes again, the link, a webinar. I'm going to take you inside my career, my path to where I've been going through being an agent twice, being a team executive twice, now in media and academia and a professor and a journalist and a broadcaster and a podcaster. So you're going to hear all about that. And hopefully that's going to be instructive towards paths in the business, which you'll have an opportunity to ask me questions about. And then we'll sort of look at stops along the way with some stories to get you inside access on what really happens in sports. So it's a Business of Sports webinar with me tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. The link will be in the show notes. Okay, to the rants. The first rant I want to make is in light of the first weekend of NFL preseason football, and the attention probably was more on the rookie quarterbacks than any other players in the league. And the rookie quarterbacks include five in the first round that I'm really speaking about. Trevor Lawrence who is already starting for the Jaguars. I don't think Urban Meyer is fooling anyone to say it's still a competition with Gardner Minshew. Zach Wilson for the Jets already starting, no competition there. But then the three others is who I really want to talk about. Trey Lance with the 49ers, Justin Fields with the Bears, and Mac Jones with the Patriots. And what I want to say in my rant is this. Why? Why are we even thinking about watching these guys sit on the bench while in successive order, Jimmy Garoppolo, Andy Dalton, and a diminished Cam Newton take the first team going into the season. And some would say take the first team or or start even into the late season or even all season before these guys get a chance. I can tell you that's not going to happen. Okay. 
these placeholder quarterbacks are not going to be there for long. What does for long mean? I guess if you had to put a gun to my head, I would say definitely they're not going to be starting by Halloween. All five rookie quarterbacks, barring injury, will be starting by Halloween. Mark my words. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. It's just what I think because, listen, we're at a point now where we saw a couple reasons. Okay, first of all, we saw what happened over the weekend. The reaction and overreaction and analysis and parsing of everything that went on with Trey Lance, with Justin Fields, with Mac Jones, how they threw, how they looked, what they did, how they felt. Imagine that getting into the season where week one even, pick a name, Garoppolo, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, throw it into the dirt, throw an interception, lose a game badly. You don't think the drumbeat for these players is going to be high decibel by then? And now now we're even talking about week one. Imagine week two, week three, they lose, or even if they don't lose, they don't play well, the interceptions, oh, my God. What these teams have done by taking first-round quarterbacks in the top 15 picks of the draft is self them, set themselves up for immense overreaction to whatever happens with these presumed starters. Now, let's talk about these presumed starters. No one is saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of the future for the 49ers. He was the quarterback of the recent past, but he got hurt. Andy Dalton, placeholder in Chicago. And with another placeholder, Nick Foles, who probably won't be there. Then you have Cam Newton, and people say, well, Cam Newton's not this or that. No, he isn't. He was. 2015, 16, 17, but it's not anymore. So what in the world are we doing if you're those three teams? What are you holding on to? What do you think is going to happen? How much better do you think these young players are going to be by sitting and watching these guys? My answer is none. Here is the thing. There are going to be growing pains for these three players. I'm talking about Fields and Jones and Lance but the growing pains are going to be worse at the beginning. So when are you going to have the beginning? If the beginning is not until next year, you've just retarded a whole year. If the beginning is now, great. Get the growing pains out of the way. Something he'll do in week one or game one won't be what he'll do in game three, five, seven, nine. Do you want that game three, five, seven, nine to be this year or next year? Do you want it to be early this year or late this year? My point is, we're past the days of placeholder quarterbacks. And that's where I'll differentiate the Packers with the Favre Rodgers, with the Rodgers love. They're different because you have a Hall of Famer. Okay? Don't tell me the Packers should be in anything we're talking about in my, my rant here. Jordan Love will play probably next year, but two years is, pl- is, a, is a decent amount of time to wait when you're playing behind a Hall of Famer. If he was playing behind Andy Dalton or Jimmy Garoppolo or um, a diminished Cam Newton, no, I mean, he should be in there. I'd say that if he was with the Packers. But he's playing behind the best player in the league. So he's not going to play. Now he will next year, and that's a whole other drama situation we know we've talked about for six months. But here we are. So Andy Dalton... I don't know what they're paying him, but why are they paying him that? I know you had free agency before the draft, but geez, 
This has happened before, right? I'm, I remember way back Blake Bortles, second pick in the draft, and Jacksonville was saying he's going to sit for a year. He sat for a week, right? Remember the draft class of three years ago? Baker Mayfield was going to sit behind Tyrod Taylor. Lasted three weeks. Sam Darnold was going to sit behind Josh McCown. Lasted a few weeks. Josh Rosen was going to sit behind Sam Bradford. Lasted three weeks. Who else? Lamar Jackson was going to sit behind Joe Flacco. That lasted maybe half a year. Okay? Uh, Josh Allen was going to sit behind whoever was ahead of him. That didn't last. Not last year, Justin Herbert was going to sit behind Tyrod Taylor. Good luck with that. No. <laughs> Not happening. Uh, I know there was the puncture of the lung, but that wasn't going to happen long anyway. So these are the kind of things that happen. So when you talk about uh, limited assets and resources for teams based on the cap, why are you putting $10 million, $12 million, whatever it is, $8 million towards a placeholder quarterback? Get them in. And listen, I think they'll all start. I don't know if I'll go on a limb and say week one, but soon. You know, this game that Kyle Shannon's playing with Trey Lance, listen, they mortgage the future for Trey Lance. It's a massive trade. It's not going to sit long. If they can get a good deal for Garoppolo, they'll trade him. If they can't, I just can't see Garoppolo holding that job very long. Whatever they say, I don't believe anything they say. So that's my rant. These first-round quarterbacks, we already see Lawrence and Wilson, they're in. The other three, they'll be in by at the latest Halloween. I think they're in in September. I do. I think all five are in in September. Mark my words saying this on August 17th. I think all of them are going to be playing starting in September. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. All starting. And then Jordan Love will start next year. There we go. Okay. My next rant is the NHL. National Hockey League approves today. Sponsor patches on the jerseys. Okay, we've been here with the NBA. We've been here where they have the little patch on the right uh, upper upper area of the jersey. That's happening in the NHL. I bring this up because this is the business of sports. Owners, leagues, teams are looking under every rock, inside every nook and cranny for revenue opportunities. We know the major revenue opportunities in sports primarily broadcast, right? So you get past past broadcast and you get past local revenues. What are you looking at? Here's another area. They've just opened it up. NBA opened it up and now the NHL has opened it up. Sponsor patches on jerseys. Now, what about the NFL? Well, long ago, I heard the NFL in meetings were never going to be NASCAR. You can't do that. The jerseys are sacrosanct. It's never going to happen. Well, I say this, never's a long time. Can't live in the past and say that's just the way we've always done things. We're not going to allow that. We'll see. We will see. The NFL does allow sponsor patches on jerseys. They do, and they do in training camp. So there's the first avenue towards that. Training camp patches are allowed. Listen, the world is changing. You know, the NFL every, and the, all these sports. Taboo Gambling was so taboo going back to the – the White Sox, uh, Black Sox scandal in 1919 with the first commissioner and gambling and going back to Pete Rose and going back to Alex Karras and, and Paul Horning and going back to Tony Romo not being allowed to go to a fantasy football convention. I mean, this is, it's all changing. That's changed. Marijuana's changing. Okay. 
they're still testing, but it's it, the punishments have really been going out the window in these sports. Here's another area. Okay, this is the world we live in, ever-changing. Here's my words, adapt or die. I don't think we're long from NFL sponsor patches on jerseys, not just training camp jerseys, but jerseys. Mark my words. It's going to happen. It's now happened in the NBA where jerseys, you know, jerseys are get much more attention than the NFL because there's so few players and they stand at the free throw line. You see it. NHL, fewer players than the NFL. You're going to see that patch. The average price right now for an NBA patch is about $5 million. That number is only going to go up, and then we'll see what comes out of it with the uh, NHL. But we got in the NBA, we got in the NHL, and we will see it, believe you me, in the NFL in the not-too-distant future. My final rants on college, we are, again, this is the theme of this podcast today is the changing environment in sports. We're seeing... I don't see the way, you know, sort of getting past the way it's always been done. The placeholder quarterbacks, we don't need them. The sacrosanct jerseys, it's not going to stay for long. And then this issue of college football with these divisions and conferences, that's changing. That's changing. So every day it's who's going where, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, ACC wants to band together, or, or who's going to band with the Pac-12? Who's going to band with the Big 12? Where's the shakeout going to be? I mean, this started years ago. I'm in the Big East at Villanova. That was going. That was all happening then, where these football programs were invading the Big East just because the revenue opportunities in football are so much greater than basketball. But, and it's a big but, here we are. Here we are. Uh, and I, I want to couple this with name, image, likeness, which we've talked about a little bit. We're now a month and a half into name, image, likeness. Deals are galore everywhere. There are a lot of small deals. People never even thought they would do these, these team-wide deals like the MMA gym in Miami, this incredible deal with Built Bar, I believe it's called, in Utah, where um, BYU is – Every player is getting $1,000 in this protein bar or uh, endorsement money, and they're paying for these players that are not on scholarship. And what a way to use NIL. And you're going to see NIL used for charitable purposes. And I think the thing about NIL is I feel for compliance directors at Villanova at every school because, oh, my God, it's the Wild West in meaning that the NCAA is doing nothing. <laughs> they're really doing nothing. They have abdicated responsibility for NIL, left it to the schools and the conferences and the compliance directors. And who knows what market value is for these deals? Who knows what you can and can't do? There is some loose language, obviously, about can't do gambling. And that was a barstool issue. So barstool gets around it. Uh, who knows? So my point is what's going on with the conferences and what's going on with NIL is really chipping away at the governance of the NCA. There is there really is seems to be a decision from the halls of these buildings in Indianapolis that we're, we're just we're not doing that. You know, they're not governing that area. It's too I guess business, right? So there's a role for the NCA with supervising the championships to handle the the non-revenue sports to 
to administrate, to minister these, administer these things, but not governance of the big picture, big money, big business issues. And what I've noticed in the last three months, maybe cowed by the Austin decision in the Supreme Court, is that the NCA is just kind of out there right now. Now, I know they're doing a lot with waivers and with transfer portals. I know the people in, in Indianapolis do a great job and they're working hard, but they're not working as hard as these schools that are trying to keep up with NIL and conference realignment and all this stuff. Oh, my God. So here we are. We're at a, uh, I've said it since June. We're at an inflection point for college athletics where I think the biggest news of all of this is the NCAA just kind of said, okay, what do you, whatever. And that's where we are. So I'm just floored that the NCAA has kind of thrown up their hands. And so there's the theme of this business of sports podcast on this week of August 16th. Things aren't, sports is not your father's sports anymore. <laughs> this is a different world. It's a different world. Okay. Once again, tonight, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, August 17th, and you haven't signed up yet in the show notes and my Twitter, you're seeing a link to the webinar I'm offering tonight. Got a couple hundred people want to get a couple hundred more, uh, taking you through my career, giving you advice on the business of sports, showing you ways to get in, showing you my path, showing you the key issues and taking your questions happening tonight, 8 PM link in the show notes. Also, newsletter. Got to check it out. Got to get it free. Every Sunday, the Sunday 7 newsletter. Go to andrew-brandt.com. Easy way to sign up. Takes you five seconds. Also, Twitter, you know me, Andrew Brandt. Instagram, Andrew Brandt, too. I'm doing some Clubhouse stuff at ADB719 on Clubhouse. And, of course, Apple podcast rankings and comments are always appreciated. Thanks to producer Brian Neal, musical producer Sam Brandt, and we will be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.